The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. Hi everybody, this is Trey from Nintendo Main Podcast. This episode ended up running a lot longer than we thought it would. I'd normally keep most of the episodes around like an hour and a half or two hours, and this ended up being four hours total, so uh, it's, I can't, don't really have the time to edit all of that right now, so basically what I'm going to give you is the first half of it, which is all of the news and everything that is current, and I will release the second half at a later day. So, yeah. So you have to wait on the secret origins of Metroid for another day. Thank you for understanding, and enjoy! This week on Nintendo Main, we have David Kay here to uncover the mysteries of Metroid's origins. I just keep crafting those minds. I'm traveling to the Octopath launch party. Episode one two nine, um, your place to find Nintendo and Nintendo related stuff. Um, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Mono Rumble Johnson. I'm Jeremy Nether Quartz Mikowski. I'm John Wen's Night Trap coming out knitter. And uh, this week we have a very special guest. We have graphic designer, right? Or uh, David K. Uh, concept artist. <laughs> concept artist. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. Um, yeah, David K. is here to talk to us about uh, all sorts of different things. But uh, what's Let's talk about what do you, what do you do? I mean, you do concept art, but what what have you worked on, or or what can you talk about that you've worked on? Uh, sure. Well, um, I've got my my art station page up here. I've done some work for Bethesda and Elder Scrolls Legends. Uh, I did a bunch of concept design for the um, Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind announcement trailer. I've worked uh, briefly for the Aaron Sims Company, and right now I'm doing some freelance work for Gearbox. I can't really talk much about that but uh, oh, okay yeah uh, yeah that's cool that's some big names there definitely and uh you uh you you and john met each other at e3 i believe i mean he's mentioned you a couple times on the show <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah i i ran into him uh uh the, on the show floor and uh checked out his nintendo power glove is that yeah, is that, that what glove. that got me a lot of introductions. Was that uh, the icebreaker? I mentioned before. Got a lot of attention, yeah. I was out uh, walking by, I think I was walking around the Capcom booth, just around the Resident Evil station and everything, and then uh, David, you stopped me and mentioned the Power Glove, we got to talking, and, you know, talking about Nintendo, and, and 
found out that you were like a huge Metroid fan. And immediately as you were talking, I said, he knows more about Metroid than anybody I have ever met in my life. And we got to get him on the show. So I kept that <laughs> in my mind. Even even if you didn't know a bunch of stuff about Metroid, we would still want to have you on here as a, as a game artist and all that. Because that's cool. We Absolutely, don't really have yeah. a whole lot of people who I'm, work I'm on glad. games. Thank you very much. And okay. I'm humbled to be here. And, th- and thank you for coming on. Um, we're really happy to have you, you on. Yeah. We've never had an artist like a real artist. Yeah. <laughs> We've had we had we had a writer, but no, yeah, <laughs> but not, not like anybody who works on uh, who works on Fine, games. I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't work on any game, John. Yeah, he, he is a writer though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was talking about uh, that other writer, <laughs> Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I was talking about guests though, not not hosts. Anyway, uh, let's. So we start off the show as we normally do, where we talk about what we've been playing or what we've gotten. Let's uh, Actually, you know what? Since you've never been on the show before, David, why don't you uh, start off by telling us what your favorite Nintendo game is? Uh, Super Metroid? <laughs> yeah, I, I figured you would say that. That's my favorite, too. But uh, And uh, what's uh, what's a game that you're playing right now? Are you Do you have a Switch? Are you playing anything on that? Or what, do, what have you been into I, lately? I actually don't have a Switch. Um, I, I actually don't have any consoles at the moment oh my just god being uh how do you live uh being a professional working from home and also a family man mm. you know i'm mostly on the computer we don't really have consoles at the moment uh to mitigate the distraction uh but i do uh actually play a lot on steam um and i do have a controller plugged into my computer yeah um and i've been playing a lot of final fantasy 14 uh, lately, actually, I ran into John, uh, I believe, just after beating the uh, Tsukuyomi fight that they had at the booth. So I got the uh, "I beat Tsukuyomi" T-shirt from the uh, okay from, uh, from the Square Enix booth. That was that was pretty awesome. That is uh, awesome. So, and I've also been playing a bunch of Warframe. Uh, oh yeah, and, that's that's actually uh, in the news. So, Prey. We'll, so that's good. How did that work? So, do they let you log into your character, or do you? Were you just playing the demo they had there against that boss? They had um, they had pre-made characters with full okay. raid gear, um, but you had five minutes to pick your class and uh, set up your hotbars and your controls however you liked, and then they sort of threw you into it. And I was with a really cool group of people uh, who I had just met on the fly, uh, most of us uh, had played before and were familiar with the fight, and we helped coach some of the other people. So we were all actively uh, talking over the game and coordinating while it was all going on, and it was actually a, a really fantastic experience. And uh, big shout-out to... Um, they had uh, some of the community manager people um, based here in L.A. for Square Enix, uh, mm. specifically for... FF14, and they were really, really super nice. So uh, they're listening. I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, for being so awesome and accommodating at the event. Was that was that event cool. like that? That was I take it that was something you could only play there, right? Like what you guys yeah, were doing. Well, it's a boss fight that came with the. Um, uh, it wasn't the latest patch update, but the one before. Mm. But they had a big. Um, uh, sort of gameplay area where people could line up uh, and try it out, and uh, you had a certain amount of time to try and beat it. And if you beat it, you could get the shirt. So there were a lot okay. of players who had never tried the game, or mm-hmm. players who were 
out of it for a really long time and weren't up to speed on the changes that came with the latest expansion, Stormblood, um, but wanted to see what it was all about. And you had people who were brand new, and then you had a lot of existing players who just wanted to show off and get the shirt. So uh, it was a lot of um, people trying to find each other because there were some experienced players who were bunched with other people who didn't quite know what they were doing. And, you know, there were people who had uh, tried for 20 minutes and then failed every single time. Mm. And uh, we got it on the second try. So uh, uh, we were able to work together as a team, and that was really cool. Uh, but, yeah. It's, it's uh, It was a nice little promotional display they had up, and uh, I, I was surprised that there wasn't a little more news for the game, but I thought that the uh, event itself uh, was very well done, and mm. I'd, I'd love to see more stuff like that in the, in the future, where people can actually meet each other and network um, if they're unable to make it to something like FanFest in Vegas. Uh, which is coming up uh, in a couple of months. Or, yeah. So it's it's a patch that's coming out in the future, right? Like you will be able to play this on your PC or no? No, no, no. It's already out. It was already oh, it was out already. before. Oh, okay. E3. So they're just they yeah. just they you had out the now. fight set up as a promotional thing. Okay. All right. For yeah. people who weren't yet familiar with the game, um, it it is I think the second most populated MMO RPG after World of Warcraft. And it's the only Japanese MMORPG that's still alive and kicking right now. But it's really, really huge. And more players are discovering it, um, you know, every month. I've just been in it since uh, the end of last year-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's something that you guys can do right now. Um, you'll have to work your way up to that part of the game. It's towards the end of where the main story quest is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it might be a bit of a grind, but I'm not even there on, on my own character. Okay. But, uh, if you, uh, if you want to get into the game, you can, uh, do it right now if you want. Mm. So 11, 11 was also like online, right? That's how the final fantasies go. Yeah. Yeah. This was, um, uh, I didn't ever so- play. I had some friends that played 11. I don't know many people that play 14 i think 11 was bad well 14 was kind of bad at the beginning too but they've added a bunch of stuff to it and it's gotten really good now from what well to be more specific on that they tried to make 14 as a sort of spiritual successor to 11 um because of the success of 11 but the team that worked on 14 originally uh with what was what we now refer to in retrospect as patch 1.0 is they didn't really know how to make an MMORPG. So that released, I think, back in, I want to say 2010, if I'm not mistaken. And it was so bad that they basically got a completely different team together uh, of people who had worked on other MMOs before. um, And they remade the entire game. So if you played the game when it first came out, they, right before the server shut off, they actually had this big cataclysmic event uh, that pretty much wipes out everything. And then they re-release the game as A Realm Reborn, which takes place five years later. Yeah. So they did it in a cool way where they they reintroduced players to the same universe later mm-hmm. on, but the game is totally different from the ground up. And then they, they sort of built on it from there. 
uh, and it's been getting better and better with each uh, expansion. Was there someone with a big boat that had to save one of each animal? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, no, unfortunately. But um, only those cactus monsters. A, That's all that was on there. There was a giant dragon that came out of the moon and wreaked havoc and yeah. all sorts of other stuff. But uh, another game that I've been playing lately is Warframe, and they recently had Tenocon, and they announced mm-hmm. some really cool stuff. So yeah. uh, uh, I might bring up Warframe a couple of times with the uh, the Metroid talk, because there are some things in Warframe. Uh, I guess uh, John sort of said we might get to like what we might want to see in Metroid mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. And there are some assets and things in Warframe where I look at that and I go, that's what a modern day triple a metroid would do for Mm. that kind of a thing yeah uh but big shout out to digital extremes the uh the new footage uh the new stuff that's coming later this year looks amazing Mm. so uh well that's more relevant now than ever because we just found out recently warframe's coming to switch yeah that's in the that was that that is correct um yeah that was in our news um, that i was gonna get to later as well um i personally think that there's a lot about the switch with untapped potential at the Mm -hmm. moment but um and that's a whole discussion that we can have but I, I really hope that Warframe shows the power of what it could do in an online capacity, since mm. Warframe is fully online co-op and has a big in-game community. It's not just the out-of-game community. So I'd be interested to see how they manage the social features and functions mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Switch version. Is right? it I a... think that's all going to be talked about uh, September when they do the Switch online? I, I would I, I would guess that Maybe. Warframe is going to be one of the Maybe. play titles to really usher that in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, War- if Warframe will be in their Nintendo Online reveal. I think it'll just be about like old NES games and whatever comes with the with the pricing. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they'll necessarily be roped into that. I mean, you'll have to pay for it, I'm sure, to play it. But... I'm sure they'll talk about Smash and Arms and uh, yeah. Splatoon too. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be talking about like Warframe and and they'll and talk Fort- about Fortnite they and stuff like that. That uses yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. They always do. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, these are all games that use the online service. We're going to talk about all of them. Yeah, isn't isn't to Warframe make it seem like there's tons of them? Yeah, it's like isn't for Warframe kind of like Destiny? I know like absolutely nothing like about it. No, uh, sort I of. think the comparisons are very superficial at best, and that's even being kind of generous. I mean, like, um, is it first person shooter? Different kinds of games in very substantial ways. Warframe is sort of its own beast, but since it it's been under continuous development. It started to gradually take certain cues from other games. Um, I think that a lot of people are making the Destiny comparisons and other things because there's a lot of stuff going on in the gamer community concerning microtransactions mm. and... Uh, I, I have quite a bit to say about that, um, but I, uh, that goes down a very, very different rabbit hole that I, mm. I guess we could argue down. Um, is, is Warframe, and, is it is it free to play, or is it or do you have to buy yes. it, or what is the... Well, uh, see, this is, this is something that um, uh, I, I take a little bit of issue with, with the way that people describe it. The way it's being marketed is that it's this free-to-play game with optional microtransactions uh that are that are non-intrusive and that it has the quality of a triple a game that's not really accurate if you get into the game and you you really invest some time into it 
uh, you find that it is a lot more in common with a mobile game. And there are things... It, it does very sort of openly pressure you to spend money in certain ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a point at which actually your ability to advance in content kind of does bottleneck when okay, your inventory yeah. fills up and you really do have to get the premium currency. There will be players who say you don't have to ever purchase premium currency because you can just invest time into the grind and then get some of that stuff and then sell it in the in-game market. Mm. But the whole reason why Platinum is circulating in that market in the first place is because of players who have, you know, day jobs and families who aren't, you know, teenagers on summer vacation who can't mm -hmm. really invest all that time. Players like me, I, I will openly say that because I have money, I, I don't mind investing hundreds of dollars a week or something like that into into Warframe purchases. But it's because of players like me that this game is alive, you know, and that this game has a development budget. So it it's a little disingenuous to treat it like it's this big generous passion you know passion project that we're getting for free it really it really is a freemium mobile game model and even though it comes without a price tag up front if you know there are examples of how certain certain things are very overpriced they they will take content out of the game what they call uh vaulting content and then they'll bring it out later and sell it back to players. And if you want, let's say, one of the frames that they forcefully deprecated and two of the weapons, that can cost you $80. Yikes. Um, if, if you don't have the patience to grind, because the game does try your patience. Mm. Uh, again, I don't mind paying that money because I have it, but I know a lot of people <laughs> who felt it was the grind was a little too much and yeah. it was testing their patience to get them to spend money. Um, that's also kind of where I I'm a little on the fence with a lot of the the YouTubers sort of making jabs at Bungie and Destiny mm. and the Destiny community right now um, because I, I know that uh, allegedly some of the Destiny players uh, are not necessarily happy with the state of the game or last I read online I I haven't been playing it actively so I don't know yeah but the I, I kind of feel like. You know, these kinds of jabs uh, at Destiny sort of misrepresent the realities of what Warframe is actually like if you have an overabundance of time to invest into it and you don't you find you don't have to spend a dime mazel tov more power to you mm. but a lot of people who are in it for the drop in drop out of experience and to play it with friends will find that their patience is very tested and that you know these players who experience it for free, it it isn't really free. It's just they're not the ones paying for it. People like you know myself. I'm pay. I I'm funding it for them. I, I am a big supporter of the subscription model because I've seen what wonders can do with a game like FF14 mm -hmm. and how it can cut down on uh, a lot of. Um, uh, it it can create barriers to some of the more toxic elements in the community. It provides. Um, a sort of longer, uh, more sustainable budget that they can use for development. Because I, I feel like Warframe, I mean, they're coming out with cool things, but they're also kind of teetering along and catching up in certain ways to stuff that other games already have. 
like uh, you can customize your own personal quarters. But in Final Fantasy XIV, when you look at the what you can do with housing and customizable player housing, it, it it's leagues beyond, and it's because they have the budget for that. Um, and and I feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like because you can pay like something like uh, I think it's like thirteen bucks a month for FF fourteen for monthly subscription, the prices on the Mog Station, uh, all of those items are purely cosmetic. They're not selling you. Uh, resources to to sort of upgrade your stuff, you know, that come with a premium currency. Uh, everything there is cosmetic and totally optional. Mm. Um, the prices are pretty low compared to something like Warframe, where even though it's free, you will routinely spend in excess of the price of a full price game mm. to get that stuff. Sure, um, and I just feel like. I don't mind that they do it that way. I just wish they were a little more open about that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like it's a little misleading when they when they try and act like uh, their microtransactions are a lot more fair than something like Destiny's when they're very overtly kind of uh, admittedly on on the obnoxious end. And and I understand why because it's going to be a smaller portion of the player base. I, I know like absolutely nothing about Warframe or Destiny, so I'm kind of like, well, okay, you know, <laughs> it, it is a smaller portion of the player base that is funding it, and so they have to raise the prices in order to keep development costs going. And I'm totally fine with that, yeah. you know. But I I just wish they were a little more honest. But with Warframe, to give you an idea, uh, in the game, I'm building uh, a new frame right now. You basically need to get the main blueprint. And then you have to individually build, like, the headpiece, the chassis, and the systems. And those are three separate things. And then, are you, building you know, a mech? You, when you're done building those, which can be, like, 11 hours each, then you, you have to wait three days for the entire frame to, to finish building before you can use it. Then you get the frame, you level it up to 30 but then it's all about the mods and how you you apply these mods that change the way it plays. But in order to you only have so much capacity, like it, it's kind of like um, you have a limit of how many points you can spend on mods. Mm. So what you can do is that there are certain slots that have a polarity that actually will cut the mod cost in half. That way you could put more of them in. But in order to do that, you have to use an item called a forma. You have to build the forma, and building the forma takes 24 hours. So it it is this kind of thing where if you just power level your frame and you're like, you just want to make it as efficient as possible, after you've waited the 72 hours to build this thing, you have to now wait an additional 24 hours just to do it all over again. And so it kind Mm. of stops you unless you pay the premium currency to rush it. So that's where it's kind of like a mobile game. Sure. And that premium currency does run out pretty quickly. If you get a thousand of it, Mm. you'll find that if you're just trying to like get your frame in usable shape to do any of like the raid content or go out into the plains of Eidolon where there's high level stuff that can normally kill you easily, um, then you're going to find that a thousand isn't actually going to last you very much. uh, So you'll exhaust that. Again, I don't mind that. Uh, and I don't mind paying to rush things if I don't have the time, or right now I'm actually letting something 
finish building and I'll get to it whenever I get to it. I'm, I'm, I've been very busy with work lately, so I haven't actually had much time uh, over the past couple of weeks to to check in on it. But if you're not the kind of player that can just like if you want to sit down and spend an afternoon just enjoying the game, you will kind of find that it will interrupt you and it will try and get you to stop playing unless you fork over some of that premium currency. Sure. And like I said, there are ways of getting it without having to spend a dime. But the reason that's in circulation is because of players like me mm. that 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 will fund it. So when it comes to the microtransaction talk and and making those the jabs at destiny that a lot of the Warframe YouTubers are, I'm like, you know, I think that there are certain things that that are trying to make Warframe seem like the golden child of the whole microtransaction thing until you look at those prices. And if you compare them to something like uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, which is a subscription model, you'll actually probably be spending less per month if you want the if you're paying for a subscription and buying all the cosmetics you want than just buying like one frame and a weapon or two and platinum to spend on the resources. So that that's just my perspective on it. I I, I think that at the end of the day the whole microtransaction thing is an extension of how China uh, about a year or two ago, they got rid of their 20-plus year-long ban on consoles. So I think a lot of companies are trying to cash in on that you know, mobile gaming thing because in China, people will spend thousands of dollars a week as a display of their wealth. It's a cultural thing there. So Thanks. with the rising cost of video game development, I think that's why a lot of publishers... I could be wrong. I'm not on the business end of these companies. Mm. I'm... I'm just a, a laborer, but I, I suspect that uh, the microtransaction thing, the loot box thing, uh, it's all it, it's all based on that, you know, that they were trying to cash in on that. And I think a lot of the friction that, you know, uh, the Destiny community uh, and that uh, with Star Wars Battlefront and all that, I think the friction between the gamers and the publishers uh, is more a sign that Western gaming culture doesn't really those practices aren't aren't really uh meshing well with western gaming culture mm. but they're they're more common practice in the east and and i think that we're what you're seeing is not so much what is being played out as um a clash between the the gamers and the publishers but is really more of an an eastern versus western uh business approach and and the culture clash between you know uh, the way that these games are monetized in Far East Asia and and Western companies trying to cash in on that because China is the most populous country in the world and there's a lot of money to be made there. Mm. So, but yeah. that's that's yeah. how I suspect it is. But yeah, I'm sorry to go on that bit of a tirade. But no, I, that, I, think I think that's, that's the most. I think know, that's the longest we've ever to, talked huh? about. A- no, I was saying I think that's the longest we've ever talked about uh, microtransactions ever on the show. But no, no, uh, but, yeah, no. But you, in bringing up the whole thing with um, Warframe, with Warframe and how Warframe works versus how Destiny works, that that's why I think people are making those comparisons because sure. that's that's where I think the pulse of the gaming community is at right now, mm. and what a lot of the discussions are based around is. You know, such and such company does these microtransactions a certain way and does marginally similar things. 
but it, and that's why Destiny keeps being brought up because of their loot box system versus Destiny's microtransaction system. Yeah, okay. I, I so, figured that maybe it was just because they look similar, like they were both like first person or something like that. I didn't. No, I definitely no, did not, not get into all actually. that comparison. Well, no, I've never, Des- I've never played either, so shooter. I don't know. Warframe is a third person action platformer. Okay. With um, it, you know, it has a very complex movement system, and you're basically a space ninja. Okay. So. Yeah, no, I did. I did see talk about ninjas of people saying that, like uh, being the space ninja <laughs> on the Switch. So, I did catch that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that's probably that's more than I ever knew about Warframe or Destiny. So, <laughs> well, it's good, you know. Warframe was announced this week. That's one of our pieces of news. So. Yeah, no, I mean none of us. Yeah, really, and, I, and I like the game. None I don't of want us really know. Think that I'm hating on it. No, I think I definitely think you like, like it. The whole Warframe versus Destiny thing. Sure. I, you know, I mean, I don't give a shit about uh, Destiny. So it's like. <laughs> You're not really offending me. Like I, I probably won't play any of those games. Actually, from from what you t- were telling me about Warframe, it kind of made me uh, not ever want to play it because I don't want to play something where it I have is, to wait like three days fun, to make a the thing to make is, a robot. But, and, and this is where I think it might see success on the Switch because if the Switch is a more social console uh, with people, you know, playing it together, mm. it is one where I think you can overcome a lot of the uh, loot stuff by you know, partying up with three other friends and, sure. you know, doing runs together. But then again, it'd also be interesting to know whether or not the microtransaction system would be different uh, on the Switch mm-hmm. because it's a fundamentally different platform with a fundamentally different audience. Yeah. So and Nintendo tends to be careful about things like that. Like, that is true. Kids accidentally spend well. mom and dad's money. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and uh, I, I also hear that with some of the Zelda games, they'll give warnings like, you've been playing this for a while, maybe you need to take a break. Right. So it, it well, does with every game look a bit different as yeah. well, um, than, and not just graphically, but the overall uh, aesthetic feel of the game feels a bit different. So uh, I'd be interested to know if maybe some of the monetization systems are different, or if they might drop some of that entirely because Nintendo is also known for having exclusive content for cross-platform games mm. that other um, other uh, platforms like Xbox, PC, and, and PlayStation don't get. So maybe they might get some of those things on the house or built into the game, mm. um, whereas on the more high-performance consoles, uh, PlayStation 4 and PC... Uh, th- those things uh, may be something that we have to grind a bit more for, but we we might get more expansive content. You know, who knows? So Warf- it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Is, is Warframe already on a PS4 and Xbox One then, or are they all releasing I together? I don't remember if they ever ported it to Xbox One, but it's it is on PS4 and PC. Okay, uh, and it's yeah. on Steam. All right. So, I was just curious if it was already on the other systems because I, I figured it's probably going to work the same way that it does on PS4. Like I don't really see it being that much different. It's not like Fortnite changed when it came to like Switch or any other game that had any sort of like microtransaction in it. Well, know? the other thing is that the the build of the game and the general UI, like um, I'm I'm using a PS4 controller when I play Warframe on PC, but the entire interface of the game on ps4 is actually extraordinarily different hmm. so sure um, yeah i and mean it, yeah warframe i believe if i recall correctly was uh, when it initially launched on pc it also launched on playstation 4 at the same time 
but the game also does look and and the feel is a bit different on the Nintendo version. And Nintendo does have a history of getting some really cool exclusive content. So yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they made it easier uh, for uh, Switch users to obtain certain things. Uh, maybe as part of the trade off, if it's not as graphically powerful, uh, or if. Uh, you know, maybe they have to wait a bit longer if they, if they don't get simultaneous content releases as a consequence. Like mm-hmm. the uh, some of the big, the bigger open world stuff. I, I'd be interested to see if it launches at the same time uh, and if it looks the same because we know that Skyrim, of course, the environments look different on the Switch than on other platforms, and there are certain exclusive Nintendo-related things that you can get that you can't get. On the other platforms as well. Yeah, you, so. can, you can be that uh, that bulky uh, Link. <laughs> you could wear the, <laughs> wear the weird uh, Link, the li- weird Link outfit that they showed in the direct. That was so strange looking. Like it was like a really hulky uh, Link character in Skyrim. <laughs> but yeah, you could do that with uh, Zelda amiibo and stuff like that. So maybe they'll work that into it. Who knows? But uh, we yeah, do... I, I could see them getting amiibos and using them for the frames instead of having to to mm-hmm. pay the heftier transactions. Sure. We we do need to move on though because we've been like almost sure. uh, thirty minutes on Warframe and we haven't even gotten to our news yet. But uh, I just wanted to Go say uh, we you know we just run through the games we've been playing lately. I mean, you've been playing a lot of Warm for Warframe, definitely. I'll make it quick. I've been playing Rocket League. Again. Oh, yeah, John plays the same game like all the time on the Switch. So every every episode, we know that it's Rocket League. So, yeah, I'll have to throw a party when I get a new game. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that you actually, actually... I'm curious to see how good you are now, John, because yeah. you were pretty good last time I played with you, and that was a few months ago. Is well, that an invitation to play again? I'll take it. I mean, I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I'd, I'd play if I hadn't deleted it already. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I actually think I might have deleted it, too, because yeah. it was eating up all my <laughs> system memory. I mean, it's like three or four gigs, and I don't play it. But uh, hopefully, I mean, I figured that the next game that you get is Smash Brothers, and that's at the end of the year. So uh, our our top ten list of oh, twenty eighteen yeah, will probably will probably I'll, be I'll pretty short. What, what my name was, you know, we we kind of saw, thought that maybe Night Trap will come out this week because they're taking the pre orders last week. Yeah, we thought that uh, they which, were selling. Which we initially mistook it yeah. as like it was for sale, but no, it turned out to be a pre order. Uh, not only that, of course, um, it, it was like Thursday night. I was waiting for it to be on the eShop. And it yeah, was not on the eShop. So. I looked for it too, and it didn't show up. But yeah, yeah. no, it was. Uh, that's uh, limited run games like they release like physical copies of stuff and it was a yeah, it ended up being a pre-sale for that but there was a really cool like classic edition that was like 60 bucks that came with a vhs that had like all the cutscenes on it from the game and i was like that's really cool i wish you would have yeah. known about that we could have talked about it last it week came with a vhs yeah with the tape yeah, vhs with the with it has wow, like the whole game cool. in its entirety like all the cutscenes you can just watch it on vhs i was like that's neat and you can get like a sega cd case for it too and all that like the actual i mean it has like the cartridge in there but yeah that's pretty dope but yeah let me let me talk about the stuff i i got real quick go for this, it this week so first off uh we talked about the arms party crash last week i played that that was pretty cool um, it was, you know, arms is always fun to play. I just, uh, I kind of know, like, I like the way the game works, but there's really not a whole lot to do on there. And that's the kind of, I think where it's fallen for some people where it's like, aside from the party crash or whatever, it's like, there's not really, they never really gave like a, a good, like arcade mode. There's not even endings for the characters when you play through their single player modes or whatever. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I was thinking that while I was playing through it, that it's like, maybe that's why it never really took off, but it's still fun. I mean, I put the video on YouTube. You can check it out there, but I did pretty well. Like I won most of the time and I had a decent, uh, 
I was playing it on Twitch and I had like seven people watching at one point. So, I mean, it seemed Dang. like people liked it, but it was, it was fun. I was doing all right. There was enough people on there to play. It's kind of like Splatfest. So I, I do that. You know, I did that. I played that. I also got a pocket rumble, which I was talking about last week, which is that, uh, that fighter game that came out that's like kind of, uh, more simplified. And I called myself a mono rumble earlier because, uh, I found out that like nobody had posted the soundtrack for pocket rumble. So I went through and recorded all the songs and posted them all on YouTube. But I found out later that for some reason my recording was messed up and all I did was record the, record the left side. So like all of the right track is gone. So like some oh, of the for songs. All those, all those pocket rumble recordings you put up. Yeah. I just recorded, I just actually, oh, re- no. I actually just recorded, re-recorded all of them in stereo tonight. But I haven't posted them yet. But it was kind of like, uh, oh shit! So that's why I call, call myself Mono. Did you Rumble. find out from a YouTube person? Did they yeah, tell you? yeah. Somebody said like that that that's it only awesome, had the left side. Though. Someone told you. Yeah, they were like L A M. They're like L F M A O. Uh, you only have the left side, man. And I'm like, and I was like, of course, I was like, no, you're wrong. No, it's it's just in mono. And then I listened to it off the game, and I'm like, oh no, shit, you're right. There's this whole other song part that's missing from it because it it does like a lot of the songs. There's like an echo where it does it on one side and then it yeah. does it on the other side. So like some of those, it'll be like you'll hear it on the left side and then you won't hear it on the right side, or like there'll be one thing playing on one side and the other one. So anyway, I just re-recorded all of them before we started recording tonight. So hopefully by the time this is up, all the stereo versions will be up there. But some of them, most of the songs aren't that much different, like and with only hearing one side, but. This is like I definitely think one of the first times where a user comment though has caused us to <laughs> fix something though, right? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm going to fix it if it's not right. You know, I feel like I have to go through and do it. But again. that's but Especially that's awesome. for my own like interact with us and uh, yeah, for my own audio integrity. I guess if it's recorded wrong, I feel like I have to redo it, and I don't want it to be up there wrong. I guess you know it's so like let the, that be let that be a testament. If you hear yeah. something wrong on here, just let us know. Sure. We'll correct ourselves. Yeah. Well, and 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 actually, from here going forward, like every time I record a soundtrack off a game, I'm going to be doing it in stereo. So, I'm just not going to do. I'm not going to do it through the computer anymore. I'm just going to record it straight to the 744 in stereo and just go from there because it sounds better that way. Anyway. So anyway, I learned that, and that's why I have mono rumble. But I still got a lot of views for it. I did totally corner the market in uh, pocket rumble soundtracks. So I, I, if you look it up. If you look up the OST, you'll you'll find my videos because they're the only ones that are there. So that's soon that's people will be like, cool. "This is the song Dunky used." Yeah, <laughs> we once Dunky does a video about it, right? Well, that was all that Labo shit. But yeah, I played I played that game. That was fun. Um, I, I got that weird ass paddle box game. That game came out on Monday. Uh, I was really curious about that game. Well, I, I, there's an hour of me playing on YouTube if you want to watch it. I actually got a I'll lot, of, a like a lot of lights on Twitter from the guys who developed it, so that was cool. It's a, it's a really strange game. Like it's a, I don't know. It's like if if Punch Out like had an adventure mode too, I guess, where you could walk around and, and break stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of how it is. Right. And also, you're a duck. Yes, you, you are a duck, and they definitely do not hide the fact that you are a duck because there's there's a lot of talk about the duck, and and you collect like duck tokens like in the levels, and but it's very much uh, it reminds me a lot of like Mad World meets Punch Out is what I said, even though like the 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 punch the actual boxing stuff kind of feels more like a boss level than an actual Punch Out fight, I guess, because there's a lot of dodging, and they'll like disappear and throw like robots at you that you have to kill and then they'll come back at least that's that first boss i only played through one boss i only played through the first level there but i mean it's cheap it's only i think it was only like 15 bucks and maybe less but yeah it was fun for what it is and i was enjoying it it looks cool it definitely feels a lot like mad world like just the way with everything being black and white but if you like super bizarre games it's a 
totally worth playing. You know, it's one of those so it's things. It's kind of like a, a human a human duck, like an anthropomorphic duck, right? Yeah, it's a boxer with like who's wearing like a duck mask is what it looks like. He's just has, oh, so it's not an actual duck head. It's just a guy with a duck. I around. think he's supposed to be a duck, but it looks like he's wearing a mask just because there's not a whole lot of detail on his face. You know, it's like it's like a duck head and a beak and then just a human body with boxing gloves. And then you walk around in a third person thing and everything is sprite. So it all kind of like moves like as you move around it. But you have to like dodge through some like obstacles and stuff like that and break things. But yeah, I played that and um, there's, there's a lot of shit that came out this week. Um, I've been playing a lot more ease. I actually really, really like ease a lot. Like on, I wanted to comment on what I said last week. Like last week I sounded kind of down on Nintendo and all that, like for this year. Um, this year as a whole, I think, I think our like top 10 list of the year is going to be way more interesting than it was last year, just because there's a lot more stuff on there. And just because Nintendo isn't releasing anything, that doesn't mean that I feel like this year has been amazing, like for releases on Switch, because on a third party aspect, I think this year is much better than last year was. And, uh, yeah, it'll be know. fun. To, it'll be fun to go through all the games that are coming out. And right as of right now, I think that probably my top two are going to be like, Ease or Octopath Traveler are probably going to be my top two games of the year, I think, yeah. unless they end up sucking, which I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, no, I've I put like fifteen hours into Ease, and like the farther the far I get, the farther I get into it, the more fun it is. And I got that Shining Residence Refrain game, and I only get to play an hour for it because I've been super busy. I'm working on this project thing, so I've been like in all this uh, pre-production stuff for it. But I got to play a little bit of it, and it was uh, I don't know I couldn't really get into it, but it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Ease, but it was like. Not as good as E, so I got to give more time to it. But we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to that in the future, so we'll talk more about that later. We'll have a guest for that in a couple of weeks. But for uh, Shining or uh, East for Shining, okay, for Shining. Well, uh, for the Shining series in general, I'm going to have Kate come back and talk about oh, okay. it because she's big sense. into Sega games. That guest makes sense for that. Yeah, so uh, so we'll talk more about that. But yeah, I, I got that one. Um, I haven't pre-ordered uh, Octopath yet, but that comes out on Friday. That's definitely my pick of the week for this week. I'm going to the Octopath party. Yeah, no, I, I got an email. I got an email for an Octopath uh, release party from eight from the uh, I am 8-Bit, right? That's the guy. I am 8-Bit, yeah. Yeah. And they have a... I think they emailed me because I bought... Well, I bought the um, the Rare records from them, which I still haven't gotten. So if you guys are listening, you know, please send them. But I, I never got the uh, the Conquer the Conquer one or the Battletoads one that I got. And also Jess bought me the uh, Zelda one from there, the one with like the 64 instruments and all that. It was also an IMA bit thing. But I think that's how they got my email. But yeah, they just randomly sent me a thing for an Octopath launch party. And I guess yeah. there's going to be like photo opportunities and music and all that. And the music's really good. So maybe they're Maybe they're kind of pushing that they're going to have a record coming out and all that. That'd be cool. You know, from what I've heard of Maybe it, so. I really dig it. Yeah, it's feel... uh, tomorrow night. No, I was just going to say I feel kind of old because I – or living under a rock because I haven't heard of Octopath. But you said Battletoads, and I'm like, oh, I remember those. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. actually, I mean <laughs> uh, – Dave, actually, on the on the on the on the subject we were talking about earlier, like with uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Octopath is a SquareSoft game that's ex- that's being developed exclusively for the Switch. It's coming oh, okay. out like in a couple days, and it basically looks like Final Fantasy VI. Like if you made it now and made it oh, like incredibly, I, insanely I great. Know what you're talking about? Yeah. I'm crap with names. It's yeah. the uh, it's a weird ass name RPG yeah. that's coming out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
Yeah, it's a weird ass oh, name. Me. It's a very Japanese, <laughs> strange name, but the game actually, looks fucking beautiful, uh, and it's a lot Dave, of fun Dave, to play. Do you, you live in downtown LA? I forget exactly where do you live. Yeah, uh, well, I, I live, um, you know, nearby where the convention center is, a little bit west of there. In oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So tomorrow night, uh, I am eight bit in Hollywood. You know, the art gallery. They're having the Octopath uh, launch party. From seven thirty to ten thirty. If you're if you're open, I'm gonna be there. If uh if I can get my work done for Gearbox because my art director's been waiting on something for me, then I'll I'll see if I can make it. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Yeah, and for all of you listening, when this launches on Friday, if you happen to have a time machine, you want to go back to last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you should check. You should meet party. John. You should, check it out. you should meet John last Thursday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meet meet him yesterday. We're in the future now. Yeah, no, I'll be really excited to. Uh, oh, I am really excited to see like how that is, you know. So hopefully it's a uh, hopefully it's fun and all that good shit. Hopefully you get to take a picture with all of the Octopath travelers. Hopefully they're all there. You can just uh, hang out with uh with the Ulbrich and uh, and uh, was it Hannock, whatever. All, all those guys. You can just chill out with all of them. Primrose, just you know, get a picture with all eight of them around you. Just put your arms around them. That's what they're yeah, talking the about, one. right? With photo opportunities. <laughs> what? I'm I'm, I'm going to join them up with them. I'm going to be the eighth one. No, you'll be the ninth. Not Opath. Yeah, you'll oh, be okay. the you'll be the ninth Topath. But yeah, Octopath is coming out this week, and that's I'm pretty excited about that. It seems like most people, uh, other people are as well. So hopefully, if I have time, I'll get to play it at some point. But I mean, I played the demo, so you can get the you can get the demo and play the first three hours, and you'll basically have an idea. Of the game, I, I might. I'm trying to get a guest for that for next week to talk about Octopath, but um, we'll see if that happens or not. But uh, but yeah, that's that's a big release. Um, I know uh, you've been playing a lot of Minecraft stuff, Jeremy. I have, but I did that. buy some stuff. You did buy things, so uh, I did buy things. So I yeah, haven't you, just you, been you, playing Minecraft. You buy a thing. I have that means. sunk <laughs> almost 20 hours into it. The new edition. Um, I bought. I went to Disc Replay today and I bought um, yeah. Rogue Leader on the GameCube. Oh, nice! I got that game back. Yeah, that's nice. a great game. So uh, that's one of the when I was looking into buying my HD adapter originally. When I got all obsessed with it before I bought it, mm. that was the game that I saw in the video that convinced me that it was worth it because the comparison between the original, you know, the, on a CRT TV or through the standard uh, cables versus the HD upgrade. Like that game just looked like a completely new game. So well, that game looks. I was thinking Rogue Leader, the first one that launched with the GameCube. Or was yeah, the yeah, one? that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. The one that launched with. Okay, yeah, I got mm. that one. You know, Rogue Leader is yeah. really good. Like it already looked really good, like on standard definition, right? And it well, looked yeah. even better on S video, or like if you can do well, these, component, these it looks even better. Tend you know, to look really yeah. good, like in whatever resolution because of how like epic they are and how zoomed out everything is. But well, factor five, it's still too. like cool to think about in HD, but uh, no, I used to have this game. Like, I don't know what happened to the disc because I still have the case and the instruction manual, mm. but I don't know where the disc is. So I bought the copy for five bucks today at disc replay. It was four ninety nine. Oh, wow. It came with the, oh, worth it. Yeah. it came with the case and the instruction manual. So mm-hmm. now I have, I still have an extra one, but that was I a game that I, I used to show now. off. To show off my GameCube, that's what I used. Well, that was when like I first a, got it. I was like, "Hey, come look at this!" It was yeah, like a, a good launch game. Dorm, and like, wow, it was just unbelievable. Mm. It was like a launch also, game, pretty much. Yeah. Like also, right I the did front. buy uh, Octopath Traveler. Oh, nice! So you have it, it nice. preloaded? I got it on. Uh, no, I got it through Best Buy. Oh, okay. My twenty percent discount. I decided I wanted a physical copy of this game because oh, okay. it's like if it's supposed to be like Final Fantasy VI, and I don't have my Final Fantasy three anymore. Mm. 
that to me it feels right to buy the physical version of this game. Sure, but you didn't go for like the hundred dollar one with no. like the pop up book and all that. It's just a standard release. Yeah, speaking of that, like uh, because I'm kind of a little low on money, I actually did break down and use my gold points on uh, on Shining Resonance Refrain. So I got it for like ten bucks because <laughs> I. I I dropped down and and because I had like thirty dollars worth of uh, gold coins that I was saving, I, I wanted to get all the way to sixty and get a free sixty dollar game. But I broke down and used them so I could get the game for, for ten instead of forty. So I used all those saved up coins that I had for buying other shit. So I was like, I thought of that when you're talking about the discount on uh, Octopath. Yeah, I was gonna say if you got it digitally, you can play it tomorrow or you can play it Wednesday, yeah, Thursday that, night that's at the, 11. that's the downside. Yeah, but I decided I wanted the physical version and mm-hmm. uh, also because my memory on my which is getting low. Well, you can uh, you can still play the demo though. You can still play the three hours of the it's demo true. if you want. You know, and then and then it'll automatically transfer over. So it's like, but, but I think uh, Mario Kart's been hanging out in my Switch for a while now. So I'll just pop that out through an Octopath, and I'm set because I'll probably be fixated on that game for a little while. Well, I heard talk of like a hundred plus hours, so. You'll probably yeah. be in it for a while. But yeah, I'm still excited about it. It looks really, really nice. So Yes, but do you fight a clown at the end? You might. Hopefully. I don't know. We don't even know we don't know who the bad guy is yet. It it might be a reincarnated Kefka who who's poisoned the water supply all over again. <laughs> Son of a submariner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can actually fight Kefka in Final Fantasy fourteen too. Oh yeah, no, I heard that they do a lot of callback to older games. I I wanted to play fourteen. I just never. I mean, I don't know. I don't play anything on my PC because my PC's. I have a laptop. It's kind of older, is, and it's just. It is yeah. also on the PS4 as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting because uh, there's a game I actually think would be great on the Switch too because um, it is really designed for controller use in very cool ways, which is why. Uh, I use a controller even on the PC version. I find it's very natural for some of the classes I like to play. Mm-hmm. But graphically, I think that the Switch would be able to handle it just fine. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it'd be cool if they ever... See, I would definitely say, you know, screw not having any consoles. I'm, I'm going to buy a Switch if they if, put if... Final Fantasy fourteen on it. Well, Because uh, yeah. that would be amazing. Well, Squaresoft has like an entire team dedicated to making Switch games. They just have not like really unveiled what they're doing aside from Octopack Traveler. And like, you know, stuff like Lost Fear and shit like that. But is Kingdom Hearts coming to no. uh, well to the Switch? It hasn't been As un- of now, no. Hasn't been unveiled oh. yet. I mean, who knows? I mean, Tokyo Game Show is coming up. There might be some stuff that's announced there. But Squaresoft's like stuff was pretty bare at E3, so they didn't really... I don't know, but they did say that they have a group specifically working on Nintendo stuff. There's a lot of stuff unannounced that they will announce when they feel the time is right. So, well, who you knows know what why they're doing? It was pretty bare. It's because um, FanFest is coming up pretty soon. So, um, I think there are going to be a lot of really awesome reveals. Oh, okay. Uh, so, maybe it'll be then, there. Uh, as opposed to. Uh, actually, the tickets just sold out, I think, yesterday. Uh, for it, and it's coming up, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this November, but they actually have three fan fests. So there's going to be one in Vegas, one in Germany, and then I think the third one is going to be in Japan, and all three of them are going to be streamed for free. Okay. Um, if Tetsuya Nomura is at all involved in a- any of these other projects, I don't know if he's involved in Octopath Traveler, then you might hear some news then. Uh, I do know that they are. They unveiled uh, a lot of cool stuff that was previously deprecated content, like the uh, the Fenrir cycle from Advent Children's being brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they might do some uh, Kingdom Hearts announcements. And uh, even though it's a Final Fantasy thing, I I think that they might make potentially a Switch announcement if uh, some of the same people are involved. So you never know. I'd I'd actually be surprised if uh, Kingdom Hearts didn't show up in Switch in some way. Like Kingdom Hearts three. I mean, I could see or that being ported over. At the very over. least, some of the older fit, ones, yeah. because yeah. you know, definitely it should be able to handle it. Uh, well, I heard performance it, wise. I mean, I heard Kingdom Hearts three doesn't look a whole much, a whole lot more better than the like. It's not really showing like the PS four capability. You know, it looks good, but it doesn't seem like super over the top. So I think it can handle it. From what I've heard. you also yeah, have Kingdom to remember Heart- that it's not just about the the surface aesthetics, but it's a lot of the under the hood stuff that mm-hmm. keeps the games running. Yeah. Um, that's something I'll get to when we move forward, but Nintendo, even some of their own first party properties have been held back due to uh, certain under the hood limitations, technical uh, uh, in terms of the, uh, the technical capabilities of the consoles that have led to some of their first party games, either being pushed off to the next generation or mm-hmm. outright canceled uh, and then brought back. So Kirby, uh, which uh, they just came out with the Kirby game, right? The yeah. Four-player co-op one? Yeah, yeah Star, Star Allies. Allies. Yeah. yeah, that, was, that yeah. was an idea that they were trying to move forward with way back in the GameCube era. And oh, they really? couldn't pull off the co-op uh, oh, okay. because... Weird. I would um, think that they would be uh, able the te- to. Technical aspects of the uh, hardware, hmm. and they couldn't... Uh, they couldn't get the engine to work with it, but uh, now they can. So it'd be interesting to see if Kingdom Hearts. So, so yeah, it's not just about what it graphically looks like, hmm. but it it's about the underlying mechanics. So it it would be possible if Kingdom Hearts could make it to the Switch, but I'd be very surprised since um, there's a lot of story baggage that gets brought over from the previous games. Sure, I'd be surprised if they didn't bring the first two games. Hmm. Uh, to the Switch first, uh, at least in preparation of some sort of a port. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. think uh, people would be very excited for that. Sure. That'd be yeah. a smart thing to do. And they have put out Kingdom Hearts on Nintendo portables before. On 3, they had 3DS. On DS, didn't they? Yeah, Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance is, yeah. was an early 3DS mm-hmm. game for uh, Kingdom Hearts. I think there was a GBA game. Yeah, like wasn't that like the 365 over 12 sleep yeah. or something like that? I think that was the DS mm-hmm. one. But yeah, no, I just remember Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance because it's a uh, 3Ds. Ah, you know, that's their <laughs> big so joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it, it just sounds stupid. But it looked really nice for a 3DS game. Like I thought it looked cool. And like I mean, I I don't really, I never really liked any of the Kingdom Hearts games. I never really played them or really cared to. But I watched people play them. But I thought it looked uh, good same, for a 3DS game. I'm, I'm you know? aware that it exists, yeah. and apparently it's really deep, and it has Disney characters, but yeah. sure. I, I haven't played it myself. But I yeah. acknowledge that there's a huge fan base, and sure, you never yeah. know. Uh, it might bring it to the Switch sooner rather than later. Yeah, be, yeah. I, I feel like that would be something that would definitely fit well on the on the Nintendo side, and I would be surprised if it didn't eventually. But uh, but on the subject of you saying like to bring Kingdom Hearts one and two, you know, and they never brought Wolfenstein one, and now they have Wolfenstein two. I mean, there's like, you know, there's or like South Park, they didn't bring uh, the Stick of Truth over either. Like, uh, I was so surprised it, about that. I feel like a lot of That's times they just. Uh, yes. A lot of times um, they just don't. They just so like we're just gonna put out the new one and it'll sell regardless, and we won't worry about the other ones. So. Well, you never know that they might go back and uh, and release it later. Like, oh, here's the one you missed. Sure. It's on the store. You can go check it out. Yeah. Um, I know so that. I I don't know. I, know I, I imagine it, it would make a lot of money if they did it, and I don't think sure. people would even be upset if it was just like a a simple port with no real upgrades or anything like that. 
Yeah, but especially with, Switch. with yeah. Wolfenstein, I heard that uh, the first... I loved the first game. I, I never got around to playing the second game, but I heard that people felt it wasn't as profound. So, yeah, I mean, mm. uh, I, I also imagine that there's something to be said about the porting process. Uh, and actually, there is a game that's coming to the Switch or being ported to the Switch that I'm very excited for, which is uh, Koji Igarashi's um oh uh bloodstain uh, Bloodstain. yeah yeah. yes Mm -hmm. and the team that is actually uh responsible for doing the switch port uh those are the same people who made metroid prime one two and three Oh, nice. oh, they're now at Rich. Armature Games. They love oh, okay. retro. So, oh, okay. All uh, right. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that's, that. That's very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Uh, did you play? Have you played the uh, NES one that they came out? Like the the Kickstarter. It was like a Kickstarter tier that they made it to. It's like a prequel to the to the new. It's called uh, Curse of the Moon. It like just came out on Switch and other systems. I think you can get it on Steam too. But you have Curse four... the, for Castlevania or no no it's Bloodstained it's a Bloodstained game but it looks like no, an NES I, Castlevania I game didn't I actually I was surprised that there wasn't any Bloodstained news at E3 at least that I saw I was only there very briefly oh, okay. uh, which is when I ran into John sure. but I um uh, so I they may have made mention if they did feel free to correct me but no I uh, I unfortunately haven't and I'll definitely look that up when I have a moment okay I think that was actually already out when when the e3 oh, came around it? yeah because okay. it, it released uh, but it's it yeah it feels like Castlevania 3 when you have four characters but you can switch between them at any time instead of like cha- you know like finding them and it changing the way and all that but it's it was a it was a kickstarter tier like they made it to us they're like if you made it to a certain area we'll come out with this prequel version developed it was developed by inti creates the guys who did like uh who did the uh, blaster master game and, and stuff like that and they did the mega man oh, uh, right in the childhood yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah it was uh it's 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 cool i mean if you like if you're like old nes castlevania there's no leveling up to it or anything like that so it's not really like metroidvania but uh yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I, I didn't. It's a good time. I didn't beat it because it's difficult, but I did enjoy what I played of it. <laughs> but yeah, that one's definitely checking out. It worth checking out, and it's really cheap. I feel like it's only like eight bucks or something like that. The Curse of the Moon. What if you? If I you think need, I, like... I think I used my uh, gold points towards that game. Yeah, and got it for like fifty cents or something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. So if you're if you're like really dying for Bloodstained, and you want to have like a small taste of it, you can try the Curse of the Moon, and it, it's it's on everything, so you can get it on Steam. Is is uh, Shovel Knight on uh, the Switch by it, chance? It is. No, is actually, it? Shovel Knight came out oh, the yeah. very... It was sh- the launch. It came out the very first week. Yeah, the very first uh, oh, nice. eShop release was uh, Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment. Well, with... Uh, yeah, they I mean, made an Amiibo for it, too. It's really? Not, it's not a... I, well, I just... I happened across that game by sheer accident mm. through the soundtrack, like many people. Oh, the soundtrack is um, so good. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Jake so I, I listen to a lot of yeah. uh, game soundtracks while I work, and that was just oh, one too. that's been on loop. Yeah, there's Jeremy's the unopened. Uh, I don't know, I, I'm classically the late to the party, is, huh? so I apologize if, that's fine. Uh, if it seems like I've been living under a rock and don't know about... <laughs> All of these new games that are coming out. Oh no, that's fine. I'm, I'm I mean, just you... working on what I'm working on. And my, I have tunnel vision for getting my stuff done. <laughs> sure. No, no, I understand. No problem. You got a really cool excuse. You have to go work on video games. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't play video games. Got to work on video games. That's a good excuse. Well, you see, <laughs> I mean, you seem to know. I mean, you seem to know a good, a decent amount of it still, though. You know. But uh, speaking of games coming out, I want to. I got a lot of new stuff to talk about. I know we're almost at like an hour already, but. 
I just want to blow through these new stuff and then we can take a break and then we'll get to the, all the Metroid shit that we want to talk to you about. But uh, let's just go real, real quick. Um, just do some of these quick hit stuff. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. So we already talked about Warframe. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, we talked about the Octopath Tra- Traveler Party. I already talked about that. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Jeremy, or either of you guys, but an interesting thing I found on Reddit uh, was saying that Captain Toad is like was a direct... It's like so much of a direct port of Wii U that even like the um, if you scan an amiibo, it shows it up in the left corner instead of the right corner. Now, did you see that video? Uh, Either of you guys? Wait, what do you mean? The significance of that? So, uh, so Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is a Wii U game. On oh, the yeah. Wii U, if you were to scan an amiibo, you would scan an amiibo on the left corner of the controller. Whereas, uh-huh. like on the Switch, you would scan your amiibo on the right side of the controller. So when you oh, go okay. into the game and you scan it. It, the 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 left side lights up instead of the right side. They basically uh, didn't do anything to it at all. It's the same game. It works exactly wow. the same way. And they somebody, just nixed the second screen. Yeah, somebody somebody caught that, and they're like, "Oh, okay, so you didn't even have enough effort to even just change that to make it make you feel like you're playing a new game for forty dollars that's like but five Nintendo, years old." Nintendo you know? does that frequently, though. I know, like, but sometimes uh, they, they made the Metroid yeah. when they put Metroid Prime onto the e-store they still required to use legacy controllers sure they oh, never oh yeah you mean the, the so trilogy yeah the, then current hardware yeah but they didn't try to sell it as a new game you know it was it was a virtual console game of the wii this is being sold as a new game so it's supposed so it should be to, maybe they'll probably patch it after that but well, i watched the, a video the tri- where, when they sold the trilogy version it was sold as on one disc and they did actually wii. alter some of the story in the game um, yeah. through the the text logs, but you still had to use legacy controllers. Well, no, I mean, so that was, but yeah. you didn't have to use a GameCube controller to play it. Like the 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 trilogy game on Wii, yeah, you, you played it, you um, played it with the Wii mode and the nunchuck. And when it was re released on Wii U, it was re released as Wii Virtual Console. So that's why you had to play it with no, the, the Wii. The, the only one of the three that actually worked with the Wii Mount and Nunchuck was the third game. The first two, you did actually have to use a GameCube that's controller, not, if I That's not correctly. true. It's not true. No, yeah, they right. actually remade it, all of it to, to use the Wii Mount and Nunchuck. Not on the, not on the Steelbox one. No. Yeah, no, it did. Use, it did. You could use the it Wii Mount and the yeah. Nunchuck. Yeah, no, the oh, Steelbox okay. one was remade for Wii, so everything was pointer-controlled. You actually couldn't use the GameCube controller on that. I have that oh, version, okay. and I played through all three of them. And uh, no, that was the big deal. Is they and update, then when it updated the, the controls? Wii U, it was like a Wii. Yeah, it was a virtual console. Yeah, so that was oh, okay. so that didn't actually. So the reason happen. people are upset about Captain Toad is that they're charging forty bucks for this game, and it's what four years old. Yeah, so well, uh, same so with uh, Donkey Kong. Salt the wound. Yeah. Now they didn't even really bother to change update it. the software. Yeah, I heard they upgraded the Mario 3D World stages to be like Mario. Uh, odyssey stages no they added they added mario odyssey stages oh okay is the new thing the the so levels there are, are new still, levels there are new levels but somebody saw it and they're like oh it it looks it just looks weird when like here's the screen and you scan the amiibo on the right side and it shows it on the left side because that's where it was in the wii u you know what i mean that's why they were like oh okay this is the same port but uh i saw something on reddit about a. Uh, Similarly, about uh, Mario Tennis Aces, where like you open up a chest. And yeah, I saw that too. Supposed to be an item, but it's not in there. Yeah, because they were like, saying they didn't that bother the... to model in for it. Yeah, but that but that's something you've seen. I've seen in a lot of games where the treasure just opens, and I mean Mario Party was notorious for that, 
where the treasure just opens and there's a picture that says this is what's in there. You know, it doesn't actually show it come out or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's that's Captain Toad. Um, also uh, on a on a on a down note, uh, you know, it's been like three days or three days, three years three of a uh, three year anniversary of uh, Iwata passing away. He's dead. Yeah. Well, when was that? Uh, he well, died. Well, because you remember, you remember that secret. Or eleventh. Well, you remember the secret in the switch where you did the the move and you would get the golf yeah, game. Right. You had to do it on the eleventh, right? Like when uh, the was, day that was eleven. It was the day that he died, and you would have had to change your clock, which you couldn't do if you it was on the internet or whatever. We talked about this like fifty episodes ago or whenever it was. But yeah, it's it's been it's the anniversary of Iwata, and uh, we still we still miss him. But I just wanted to mention that not not to bring the show down, but you know it's a th- yeah. third anniversary of his passing. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I think that the switch, you know, he was able to kind of reveal it. Sure. Sort of. But uh, I think it got to be like his legacy, like his lasting legacy. And the Switch is doing so good, it's gangbusters. And... Mm-hmm. Well, they say they said that that was the reason that that uh, secret in there was with the golf game was that like his spirit was watching over the the release of the Switch and all that is what I read. So, you know, you know, saying like he's still part of the company, even though he died and all that. So anyway, yeah. we miss you, Iwata. I just wanted, to, wanted to mention that. But uh, speaking of things that end or ended... Uh, Fortnite season five is actually probably starting in like two hours. So I don't know if you made up and made enough V points to. I did not rebuy your battle pass, but I did not, and because I haven't, I, I haven't played it since I got Ease. So well, I mean, I did play it a little bit with 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 you and John that other night, but Ease kind of took over things, so I didn't haven't played it. I did play it a little bit, like once I found out that the new season was coming. But uh, yeah, so that so that's happening. I don't know what's going to happen, but. I really I doubt that I'll get another battle pass at this point. Like maybe if I run out of games to play and want to play Fortnite again, which probably won't happen, I'll get another, oh, so get another battle pass. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. Like you buy a battle pass, and once you have a battle pass, you can earn V points, and then you can. Mm-hmm. And if you play it enough, you earn enough V points to buy a new battle pass with it on the new season. But you know we didn't get that far. But the people nope. who do play it a lot, they only have to buy it once. Blah blah blah. But that's coming up. Uh, I don't really know what that entails but you know for all the Fortnite peeps that's uh that's what's going on there peeps still be playing that yeah i mean did, actually this is not did you see that fake petition that somebody made like somebody made a joke petition about Fortnite, and it got and got a lot of signatures like to to like shut it down or like to outlaw it or whatever uh-uh. it's so dumb those petitions are so stupid like i uh i signed a petition to uh to make an HD version of Skies of Arcadia, which is not going to happen. But, uh, you know, it's like change.org. So now I get all these weird emails from change.org about all this stuff. But I don't think they've actually ever done any of their petitions have actually done anything. Like, do you remember the petition? Speaking of Metroid, do you remember the one to uh, to have Federation Force not come out? I mean, that one that one <laughs> yeah. really worked. Which I kind of like that game, you know, regardless. <laughs> it's a shame. Bullshit. It's the same. It fell under fire, and if it was released like at a different time, it might have done better. But, but yeah, like all their predictions are dumb. I, I, but no reason not not to release it at all ever. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I thought, uh, or like to to outlaw Fortnite, or like to shut down Fortnite. It's like fuck you. Who cares? But uh, yeah, no, I, I wanted to. I didn't respond to it, but I was going to be like, man, I need. I want to make a petition to shut down petitions and see how many people will sign that. Like, we can just get rid of them. Oh, you got my signature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm not talking about, like, important, like, government stuff. Petitions are good for that. But, but like, video, dumb video game ones that it's like, don't make this game you've already, you've already been working on. It's like, what? Or, like, uh, 
or of course like side thing but the hilarious like uh remake last jedi or like uh that sort of stuff which i saw an amazing fake poster for one of those and see all, all you need to do yeah. for episode nine to fix it is kill have Thrawn just... show up to save the day yeah. and make make the fuck up of episode eight look like something that was supposed to happen on purpose mm. you oh, know so you, are you... just so that it could come full circle oh. that's it well this like... would be a I, I don't want to get into a rabbit hole, but yeah. So you're on yeah. the you're on the side that thinks that episode eight was a fuck up. Well, I uh, I'm speaking from the as like the general consensus sort yeah. of thing. The, like well, a lot not... of people really don't like it uh, uh, from the community. Personally mm-hmm. speaking, I lost interest in Star Wars the minute that uh, Dark Forces. For those of you who remember that game, oh, I love that uh, game. <laughs> dropped the Dark Forces name when Jedi Outcast came out. Yeah, they couldn't even call it Dark Forces Three. Yeah, and at that point, Kyle Katarn wasn't Kyle Katarn anymore. So sure. I, no, I, he I definitely I was not mentally checked yeah. out of the franchise at that point. But I know that there's the sentiment going around, and a lot of people are like, "Well, I just hope Thrawn shows up," and that's really all they have to do. Um, but you, you need a good writer on it, and. Um, and I, I I hope they are able to to uh, change expectations if Episode Nine uh, comes out and it actually pleases the fan base and does really well. Well, because um, yeah. I'm of the I'm of the opinion that the fan base that didn't like the Last Jedi suck, so uh, they can they can just whine all they want. Because uh, I mean, if you dig into the deep deepness of it, there's like there's like a there's a version that somebody edited where he edited all the females out of it because he was really angry that women were in power in that, in that show and in that movie, there's like a whole lot of bullshit for that. Like, and a lot of it kind of like also has to do with like alt right and like white supremacy. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit involving people who didn't like, uh, the last Jedi. So, I mean, if you read a lot of comments about that and I thought it was great, I thought seven was a piece of shit and eight really, uh, brought it back around. So, I'm on the other side. I think that all three that the three of us were all into it, but uh, so I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, actually, I really I'm don't. A fair weather fan. I like them all except for I don't like the prequels. I thought those were boring. Obviously, well, but uh, they, yeah. I mean, they weren't as boring as seven, but nothing is. I like all the Star Wars uh, except for anything that's not four or five. Yeah, or set or solo. That was boring too. But uh, the, but anyway, we don't want to fall into the Star Wars. Uh, rabbit hole too much but yeah no that, that's just the hilarious petitions of that where it's like uh yeah i think i think a lot of that also was just that people were angry that the movie that they formed in their brain wasn't what was on the screen and that's kind of also what comes from a lot of the fan hatred Definitely. it's like i wanted snoke to be the most most interesting person ever it's like well he was a big dumb harry potter villain so it's good he got killed just get <laughs> over it you know he looks like a giant CGI troll, like whatever. He's a Snoke, which must not be snoked. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, we, we should move on so we can get to our Metroid stuff really quickly, even though we've gotten super sidetracked. Um, so there's a Splatoon Global Splatfest coming up, which is like the very first Global Splatfest that has ever happened, which is pretty rad. So we actually get to play. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Splatfest, Dave, but uh, you basically. No. Um, it, uh, and it just. I, I mean, I go on. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's like a it's like an advanced version of Everybody Votes. If you remember that for the Wii, it's basically no. like that. It it was a weird app where like you vote and it shows like who voted for what. Basically, on Splatoon, you like you vote for one thing or another thing, and then you play a bunch of online 
games involving that, and you fight for that team. So it'll be like you cats like ketchup or, or mustard, yeah, or whatever. It or was. like or like cats versus dogs, and it'll be like. If you're on Team Cat, then you'll fight for Team Cat, and you'll play against people who are fighting for Team Dog. And however many matches you win on either side will ultimately decide whether cats or yeah. dogs are better. Or the whatever. Ninja Turtle one was cool that we did. Yeah, they uh, did a four. They did like a Ninja Turtle tournament also, where it was like, yeah, it was like who's better, like Raphael or, or Leonardo, or like, and they were like, you know, and they, they were the two, and then two, and then and Donatello ended up winning, which is awesome. But yeah, they yeah, did some. <laughs> they did something like that. So Jeremy and I, we actually. Recorded thing where he vote he was on Team Raph and I was on Team Donnie and we like fought against each other, but they're doing like a we actually did get matched up for one round. Yeah, but they they do they normally do it like um region based like normally there's like North America one and there's a European one and there's a Japanese one and they're all different. You know, like the Japanese one was like I think one of them was like different dips and stuff like that and uh and it was a European one was the uh, toilet roll like over or under was one of them <laughs> we didn't get that one but but there's gonna be a global one where we all get to do it and it's squids versus oct- octopi so that'll be interesting that's the twentieth and the twenty first so we definitely have I to have play no that on squids or octopi. Well, yeah, you have it no opinion matter. on it. You have to have the expansion to have an opinion, right? No, no, you don't. You can vote for either. If you want to actually dress as an octopus, you have to have the expansion. But you okay. can still be on Team Octopus, even if you do not have the Octo expansion. But yeah, it's coming up. It's pretty big. It'll be fun to play on the, for that. Uh, apparently, Bomb Chicken's coming out tomorrow. We were incorrect. It's actually not going to be a restaurant. It's still going to be a game. I mean, there is a restaurant, but they are still making I the, making the game. I thought resources were developed <laughs> to make it a restaurant. I know we were like... Uh, there again. I bet it's closed down now. Yeah, I know we were like way ahead of the way ahead of the game there saying that it was turned into a restaurant, but apparently <laughs> it's a game as well, so it's coming out tomorrow. Um, there were a couple things uh, we didn't mention last week. Okami got a price. It's only 20 bucks, which is awesome. That That's comes, cheap. comes out August 9th. That's a game you should get, John, if you never played it. It's basically Zelda in wolf form. So, yeah, I only tried it that one time when you came over and let me yeah. borrow it for a little bit. Yeah, that's a good game, and and nineteen ninety nine is a really good price for that for an it's HD version. It's got of a lot of text in it, and it's very long. Yeah, <laughs> but at least you can skip the beginning now. Um, Cosmic Star Heroin has been uh, announced for the Switch, which is cool because if you go back like a hundred episodes, maybe not a hundred, but a long time ago, way back in the day, Jeremy and I talked about that game and about how I said it was going to come to Switch because. I listened to an interview with a guy saying he wanted it on Switch, and now it's there. Now it's actually coming out. It's a it's a chrono right. tr- it's a Chrono Trigger inspired uh, turn based RPG with a very good art style, and it's only thirteen bucks, and it's totally worth it. I already bought it for PS4, but I'll buy it again for Switch. And it comes out right right when I'll be done with this job that I'm on, so it's perfect. And you don't even have to have a console; you just shoot it right up <laughs> <laughs> for everyone. Uh, Dead Cells got a release date. It's a, it comes out on eighth on uh, on August seventh as well. That's love a, that game. I heard that game's awesome, but I have not played it yet. Um, it, it's really good. Yeah, no, that's what I've heard, but I, I want to check it out. Uh, Minecraft, I guess, is getting its underwater update. Uh, did you saw that right, Jeremy? I already got it. Your it is already out. It got released early. Um, it actually got released on the Switch a day earlier than it was supposed to be on anything else. The Switch okay. version happened first on the consoles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just saw that it was on its way. I didn't know it was out yet. Oh, that Yeah, t- it came out on mistake and then they like they took it off and then they brought it back again, but my uh my whole home screen changed on my episodes because they switched to the underwater update. Have you gone underwater yet? Have you found any of the yeah. temples and stuff? Is it cool? I haven't seen an underwater temple yet, but there is more like stuff happening underwater now. But you've seen the what were they called? Mobs or you talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, mobs. It- 
anything that's like an NPC in Minecraft is called a mob. Mm. So Whoops, bad guys and good guys. That's right. So that's cool. That, that's that's coming around. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah, there's new amiibos. I, you guys saw that, right? The uh, Ridley and the Wolf. Yeah, believe it or not. And uh, and there's another uh, Inkling as well. But I like I like the Ridley and the Wolf amiibo. I think they look great. They're they're coming out at the release date. Release date of Smash Brothers. Um, Nintendo said that they plan to re- to sell 20 million units before the end of the fiscal year or whatever. They can probably do that. Um, did you also see, and I don't really see this as much of a surprise, but they say that they're planning on releasing 20 to 30 indie games a week. I, oh, right. I saw yeah, Jeremy yeah. Parrish said something about a Battle Royale, Battle Royale yeah. comment. Yeah. Well, my comment was, and actually, fucking Emily Rogers said the same thing, but she had said it in a stupid way. But I said, uh, wasn't that, isn't that what's been happening since like the system launch, pretty much? Because we've been getting like almost like 20 plus games a week, like since. I don't know, probably a month into the system launching. Like, it's been insane. And yeah, uh, there's a ton of games on there that, like, I go in there, like, really? That game is like, like, we're, like, a game costs like 59 cents and, like, Frederick something or other. Well, that one was like, on one sale. Teddy Bears. <laughs> yeah, uh, Astro like, Bears. What is well, this the, game? I don't even know. Like, they just, just turning throw to these like games out for a few bucks. App Store, like, six years ago. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, yeah, it's like the iOS app store, or like Steam even, because a lot of people are saying like, oh, no, like developers, like nobody will get anything sold now because there's so much stuff. But it's like, isn't it like 50, 60 for Steam a week, pretty much? Like there's probably even more, you know, it's like, I don't know. I say more. Oh, pro- I'm sure it's more than that with like yeah. early releases and like, yeah, and all that. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's not really that much of a change. Like I said, it's been like 15 to 20 per week. I even got into a fight with somebody on Facebook about it who was like, who said there were more games on. Uh, Vita than Switch, and I'm like, well, give it a couple months. It's gonna be, it's gonna be different real soon. Yeah, and I, I'm and also it, guessing that news is basically a preface to the fact that we we have to get some kind of update to the shop hmm. to bring these things to greater attention. Like, if you're gonna have 30 games release every week, well, they do have their featured thing now, where they do like they spotlight certain yeah. games. I still, I still think they should do a better job of like calling your attention to certain games like a, a, a real total redesign of the eShop would be really helpful yeah to no, bring that out it would well i mean yeah what i mean on the redesign of the eShop, what they could do is like maybe get like a genre thing where you could be like hey i want to play an rpg and it could show you that there's not even that like even like wii u and yeah. we had that you know where you're like or what type of like, game do you want and i'll show you, you like what's even interesting yeah. share it with a friend check it out yeah you can't yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can can you do you can't do reviews on there yet i don't think Nope. Right, yeah. Like even that. Like, and I'm still waiting on a, a it's some sort of operating system update so I can like categorize my shit into folders. Like, I really I need, that, I really need that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I mean, it'd be really nice because it's kind of a mess there. I mean, I, I would like to just be like, you know, just put like here game. Here are the games I want to play next, or like ones I'm trying to beat, or ones that suck, and put it over there. Yeah, make a list. I can't, like, get rid a good of idea. Yeah. I also predict a return of Me Tomo, but as part of the interface of the online. Yeah, you predicted that a long time ago, so that might come around. Who knows? I'm standing by that. You're, you're standing by that I one? so, too. Yep. All right. Uh, also, another thing uh, which makes me sad, the producer of Yakuza says that, that the Switch is not, a, is not a good place for future Yakuza games. Just because you use it. Well, we said that because uh, Yakuza 1 and 2 on Wii U didn't sell. And I'm like, come on, man. That was a Wii U. Like, try it again. Yeah, they, you can't compare. They made me sad because whenever I got asked, like, what I wanted to see on Switch, I'd say, I said Yakuza. Nothing I, compares Wii U. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but yeah, no, that's what I always wanted to see on Switch. I was like, I was like, Port Yakuza. Yeah, Those games are so much fun. On the same note, sort of a, the spiritual prequel, I guess maybe you'd call it to Yakuza Shenmue. I'd love to see Shenmue yeah. One and Two. Sure. Come out on, yeah, the, on it's, the Switch. It, it um, was really weird that they weren't ignored. It was yeah. really weird that they weren't announced for Switch. Oh, there's if there's any Yakuza game that should come to the any console really it's four four was amazing was you tried four i played through four the only one i didn't play is five well i haven't played six but i played one two three i played through all of one two three and four and i played through like half of zero but i haven't played five or six but uh yeah i I don't think five really lived up to four like a lot of stuff doesn't hold a candle to that uh saijima taiga scene Mm. in in the cages where he just unloads on everyone oh that sure. was uh emotionally like that that was really powerful stuff mm. i appreciated the writing in yakuza oh yeah no so. the writing is always great in those games like that's the that's what i like the story is great and and you can go and like you know go bowling and hit baseballs whenever you want and go golfing and all that stuff. <laughs> and, you know what i think what's really great about yakuza games is like it can be as silly as it wants but it can be as serious as it wants it can like flip on a dime like it can be super fucking weird as fuck but then it can be like super dramatic, you know, all in and the same game. And you can control that experience too, depending on yeah. what you want to do in the game. Mm-hmm. You can mess around doing the hostess stuff and side quests, or sure. you can, uh, you know, uh, just purely follow the main story. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's like it'd be like one minute. It's like a crazy dramatic scene where everybody's getting shot in a in a ramen shop, and then the next in the next minute you're like a. You know, you're buying houses for a chicken or whatever. You know, like he's a re- he's a real estate agent. It's like it's just crazy. I think like anything good good writings like that, right? Where it can be like funny when it wants to, but serious when it wants to. You know, and it can be yeah, and maintain you know, the integrity of the yeah of the narrative. I like that it can live in both worlds. You know, it can just kind of be. You know, I've always enjoyed the stories of those games, so they're a lot of fun. Um, is there anything? Uh, I think I think that's most of our news. Is there anything that I missed that you guys know of? I think that's it. I think I know we talked. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I got. I mean, uh, aside from like stuff that's coming out this week, we talked to Octopath. That Mega Man lookalike twenty XX, the roguelike lo- roguelite that's coming out. There's a weird. There's a Neo Geo game that's like a first person. Uh, it looks like a first person combat game that I might have to try out. It just looks too weird mm-hmm. to not try. It's called Super, Neo Geo Super still Spy. Oh no, Neo Geo's been releasing uh virtual console games. Well not technically virtual console games, but they've been they've been releasing they've been releasing arcade ports for the Switch every week since the beginning, since the very yeah, they've been, like, since the, the birth big, of Switch. Um, champions of like classic games on, on the Switch so far. Well, they've been releasing Nintendo. They've just been putting out a lot of their old stuff on the Switch. Yeah, they've been releasing one or two games a week ever since the Switch was launched of old SNK games. So it's pretty rad. It really so, helps to from the beginning for extra stuff to play. Supposedly, just going off of a Reddit, of course, Nintendo has actually modified the Switch because you know how because the, the hackers. Hacking. Yeah, I saw that. The hackers oh, figured that out. Yep. So like they're they've modified the actual production of the hardware to make that no longer the case where you can get in through the the hackers have already gone around the uh new patch is that what you're saying well it's not a patch so like or whatever there's, the, no, way the to, new there's no way to patch the fact that they're getting around the like the very base chip or whatever of mm. how the switch is so yeah. so switches released from now on are physically different they have some kind of right yeah, something, something to block it yeah. yeah or maybe not even physically different but there's something in the software of the initial chip that makes it unhackable. Mm-hmm. 
right, yeah. right. Sure. All right, cool. Well, let's let's take a quick break and then let's get into. Uh, I just I really want to hear about all these uh, cool pictures that we've seen of uh, Metroid and, and all uh, <laughs> everything. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan, so. <sighs> We got it. We got two ideas like all over the place. Here. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, yeah. So we're speaking take... of, uh, I'm I'm kind of impressed that all of you have your uh, displays around you. I'm, I keep trying to figure out what uh, that Akira Toriyama images by Trey right there. Oh yeah, no, that's a. It's like um a cloth girl. cloth paintings. It's just a. It's like a Dragon Warrior anime picture. Oh, that's what it See, is. See, I. Uh, I, I have nothing. My walls are completely bare around me, so I'm just looking at all this memorabilia around you guys and, and just a, feeling a little jealous. There's also a, this right here was made by uh, Trey's fiance. Oh yeah, she, she did some uh, cross stitch stuff. She also she here she also made me this guy, the Kira Toriyama. Uh, she made me this. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, you know, look at the golem, which is like one of my favorite uh, Dragon Quest monsters. But yeah. There's also like a cloth painting of uh, Skies of Arcadia and uh, Final Fantasy VI and Zelda back there as well. <laughs> but this is like my game room slash office, so I put a bunch of shit up in here. I have nothing, just cats that wander in here occasionally. Mm. I have those. I have those too. I've got both. <laughs> anyway, I have things and cats. Let's anyway. Let's, <laughs> let's take a break, and we'll be right back to talk about Metroid. CRB. Games. 